Praise God. Amen. Amen. And thankful that he is as close as the mention of his wonderful name. Praise God. Amen. All power in heaven and earth is in the name of Jesus Christ. Not ashamed of the name today. Amen. Matter of fact, the Lord did tell us that we would be hated above all for his name's sake. But I'm going to tell you, there's no other way to get to heaven than through the precious name of Jesus. Amen. I've heard it said many times, we are known by the company we keep. And I'm thankful to be part of a great group of people that are a people of the name that is above every name. Amen. And just as we often are known by the company we keep, we're also known by the enemies we have. Amen. And we do have an adversary who hates us and despises us because we are a people of the name. Amen. And I am thankful to be part of the family of God today, aren't you? Amen. Amen. Great to see everyone. And uh, I know she's been here um, with family. I just want to say, Sister Johnson, great to see you. Amen. God bless you in the back right there. Amen. Amen. I know she's she's here with family, and we just we're all part of one big family. Right. Amen. And uh, there's only one church, and it's His. It's not mine. Amen. I'm thankful just to be a part, aren't you? Amen. Good to have these young ladies here with the Butlers tonight. Amen. These are your cousins, I can see. Huh? Yeah. And uh, they don't probably remember us, but I remember them, seeing them at fellowship meetings and churches and stuff. And it was a number of years ago, I think before they even went to Idaho. I think y'all went to Idaho for a while. And uh, they are getting bigger. You're growing up. How'd that happen? Amen. And they're like, that guy's talking about us and we don't know who he is. Amen. Well. Praise God. God is good. Glad you all are here. Good to see the butlers and all these fine young ladies here. And God is here, and we're glad that he is here. Yes, amen. Man, I feel, oh, man, I don't know where we are going to end up tonight, but I feel some praise coming. The Bryson went to a text, and I'll mention it in a minute. And in the text, it alluded to even our title tonight. We didn't talk about his word shot or the message tonight. Matter of fact, I've been seeking the will of God and the mind of God and just having a good time with the Lord this afternoon. see what God wants to do. Whatever he wants to do is fine with me. I may preach five minutes, may preach 15 minutes, whatever God wants to do. I want God to talk to us. And remind me next week, or Brother Nichols next week, to tell there's, there are people that come on Sunday mornings 
I think they forget we have service on Sunday night. <laughs> they don't know what they're missing. We've been having good church on Sunday nights around here. Amen. Praise God. And I know there's some that work, and I know there's some that are not feeling well, but they just, they don't. If there's an extra blessing laying around, why don't you go ahead and snag it? One man told the Lord, I have no man to put me in the water. Because when, when the water's troubled, somebody else gets in first. Well, now's your chance. Ain't nobody around. <laughs> sort of. Amen. Praise. Isn't God good? Yeah. That was supposed to be a little humorous, but just funnier in my head. God is good all the time. <clears throat> I want to go to the book of Joel, chapter 2. We will launch here. Lord, I need your help tonight. <clears throat> the book of Joel, chapter 2. Read verse number 12 and 13. Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart. It is still the will of God that we serve the Lord with all of our heart. Amen. And with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. And rend your heart and not your garments. Serve me with all your heart. Turn to me with all your heart. And in your fasting, when you're doing without, when you're weeping, and even in mourning, serve me. Rend your heart. And not your garments. And turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful. He's slow to anger. And of great kindness. And repenteth him of the evil. I want to preach tonight for a few minutes on this simple thought. Rend not your garments. Rend not your garments. Help me pray right now, would you, that the Lord would speak to us in this house. Lord, we need you in this place. We need your anointing, your blessing, your favor. And God, I pray you would speak to us and through us tonight. Give us ears to hear what thus saith the word. And give us a heart to understand, a mind and soul to understand. We seek wisdom and understanding of your word and your direction. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time. We read in the Bible in the Old Testament and some places on some occasion in the New Testament, but many times, mostly in the Old, we read the occasions where men and women that were 
of ordinary background or men that were kings and even prophets. We find where there were on certain occasions, we find in the scripture that kings and prophets, even in the, some of the apostles in the New Testament, would rend their garments when they were faced with circumstances that were simply overwhelming. They would rend their garments when faced in life, this life, faced, by, faced with tragedy and circumstances beyond their control. You would find them rending their mantle or their outer garment, signifying that they were completely devastated and facing a circumstance or situation that was bigger than themselves. It was more than they could handle. How many been there? When Joseph was betrayed by his brothers, they took Reuben, found his brothers had sold him into slavery, and Reuben goes and he gets his garment. You know, they put blood on it, but they rent it, rent it, ripped it, they tore it, and they took it to Jacob. And in verse 34 of chapter 37 in Genesis, and Jacob rent his clothes and put on sackcloth, and he mourned for his son many days. He thought his son Joseph had been killed. And Joseph's brothers let dad believe that because they were jealous and envious of him. We know that at the end of the story, he said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. God can even take that situation, betrayal, and turn it for your good. Because Romans 8, all things work together. All things work together. I got half the church that believe that all things work together. And so we find a precedent that, it, that has begun. And Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, rent his mantle, his garment, because it was simply more than he could handle. The pain, the loss of losing a son was more than he could bear. We find other times, other occasions, I don't have time to get all of them tonight, but Numbers 14, we find that they've crossed, the people of God have crossed the Red Sea. They've come out of Egypt. And there's murmuring, and there's even a group of people that say, let us get some captains and let us go back to Egypt. And in Numbers 14 and 6, and Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephthah, which were of them that searched the land, they rent their clothes. Because they said, this is too much. We cannot even bear the thought of going back to slavery. I can't even bear the thought of going back to where God has brought us from. It's simply too much to bear. And so they rent their clothes. David, several times in his life, put on sackcloth and ashes and rent his clothes. But we find when he learned of the death of Abner, that Abner had been killed in, in 2 Samuel chapter 3, David told Joab, and he said, Tell all the people that were with him, Rend your clothes and gird you with sackcloth and mourn before Abner. Again, it was 
just too much for David to bear. He had to rend his clothes in agony and devastation. It was just too much. Second Samuel 13, we find Tamar put ashes on her head and she rent her own garment of diverse colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went out crying because, and I won't get into the details, but what her evil brother Amnon did to her. She rent her garment because it was just too much to bear. The shame and the pain. Second Kings chapter 5, it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter, and this is the, the, the letter from the king of Assyria, he said, hey, uh, I'm going to send my captain name, and he's going to come, and, 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 and I'm expecting you to heal him. And the king of Israel's going, uh, this dude over here, that king, he far outnumbers us, and, and I ain't got the power. And he says that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man doth send unto me to recover a man of leprosy? Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. He's doing this just to bring war against us, and he rent his clothes. I, we can't handle it. We're, we're far outnumbered by the enemy. Of course, we know the story of Elijah and Gehazi and Naaman dip seven times, and all's good. But the king himself rent his clothes. Because it was just too much to bear. In 2 Kings 19, you find when King Hezekiah hears the negative news, he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. You know the story of Esther and how Mordecai, when he heard the news of Haman and how Haman's building the gallows and they're going to have a day where they can kill all the Jews and and Mordecai, he rips his, he, he rents his clothes and he puts himself on sackcloth and ashes. And it's just too bad. Hey, God, this is more than we can handle. We need the bit right now would be a good time for you to show up. And you know the story. Haman was killed. He was hung on the, on the very gallows that he built for Mordecai. God has a way of turning the tables for our good. Because all things work together for. When Job, in Job chapter 1, verse 20, when he begins to hear of all of the loss and his kids, his sons and his daughters, and his brother's house, the house caves in or falls in, and the, and the servant comes and brings him the news, hey, your kids are dead. He, he rents his clothes. Oh, my kids, I, it's too much for me to bear. And I pray none of us have to go through that. I pray I never have to go through that. I pray you never have to endure that. Sometimes I wonder, the reason we don't go through some things is because I wonder if it would be too much for us to bear. And God said he'll never put more on us than we can handle. But Job rent his clothes. He rent his mantle. He shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped the Lord. In Ezra chapter 9. Now when these things were done, princes came to me saying, The people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the people of the lands, doing according to their abominations, even of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Parasites and the Jebusites and the Ammonites and the Moabites and the Egyptians and the Amorites. Parasites. 
For they have taken of their daughters for themselves and for their sons, so that the holy seed have mingled themselves with the people of those lands. Yea, the hand of the princes and rulers have, have been chief in this trespass. All these bad things are happening. When I heard this thing, I rent my garment and my mantle and plucked off the hair of my head and of my beard and sat down astonished. Ezra said, I was devastated at what loss of the tragic loss that came to the people of God. That there was circumstances beyond Ezra's control and somehow it was let, allowed to happen. And so he rent his clothes and he shaved his head. And, and then were assembled unto me every one that trembled at the words of the God of Israel. Because of the transgression of those that had been carried away. And I sat astonished until the evening sacrifice. And at the evening sacrifice I arose up from my heaviness. I arose from my heaviness. I arose from... Sometimes you just got to get up from your own heaviness. Like David at Ziklag. Sometimes I just have to encourage myself in the Lord. And having rent my garment and my mantle, Ezra said, I fell on my knees and spread out my hands unto the Lord my God. And said, oh my God, I am ashamed. And I blush to lift up my face to thee, my God. For our iniquities are increased over our head. And our trespass is grown up into the heavens. He said, God, I am in way over my head. Head. Anybody been there? Anybody feel like the cares of life? I've got a positive outcome here, Don. I'm not trying to rub you all to get you all down in the molly grubs tonight. But have you ever been there? Can Pastor be real for a couple minutes? Have you ever been in a place that you felt you were way in too far over your head? And the only thing you could do in your devastation and your circumstance was to rend your clothes, to just. Put yourself in and abase yourself. And Ezra says, God, I'm ashamed that I have allowed my circumstance to overwhelm me. God, I, what was I thinking? I was in way over my head. And my physical reaction of renting my clothes and doing what I'm putting myself is a reaction because I, this is above me, but it's still below you. <laughs> and time and time again, you find many others renting their clothes when faced with circumstances that were simply above their head. Beyond their control. Things that they could not prevent or avoid. Job didn't ask for it. Ezra didn't seek it out. Hezekiah didn't ask for it. David didn't ask for it. And yet they found themselves rending their mantles and their Because they found themselves what they thought they were in over their head. But we find also in the Old Testament, we find a directive by the Lord. 
there were a specific there was a specific group or a few people that were not allowed to rend their garment. You find in Leviticus, the book of the law in 21.10, and he that is the high priest among his brethren upon whose head the anointing oil was poured and that is consecrated to put on the garments shall not uncover his head nor rend his clothes. There was a very specific reason why the high priest, Aaron in this case, and his sons, and then those that followed after them, there was a reason why they could not rend their clothes. You see, they had access into the presence of the Almighty. It was the high priest that would go into the holiest of holies and to put the blood upon the mercy seat. And it would roll their sins ahead another year. And then the next year. And then the next year. And the breastplate that was on his garment, his vesture, was the breastplate of righteousness. And Aaron, you're not clothed in your righteousness, for your righteousness is as filthy rags. But I'm going to clothe you in my righteousness. And my righteousness cannot be rent. The garment I give you, no one can rend it. No one can tear it. No one can separate you from it. Because it is the very thing that will give you access into my presence and glory. And there was a reason why Aaron and his sons and the high priest could not rend there. No matter what happened, do not rend the garment that I have given you. I feel like preaching here in just a second. There is a garment that you can't rend. It's the one that he gave. There's one you can't separate me from. Because I'm now clothed in his righteousness. <laughs> we now have access by the gift of the Holy Ghost to enter into the presence of Almighty God. We enter into his presence and he enters into our presence. And I got to keep this vesture. I got to keep this garment of praise. Because it is what gives me access. Aaron, don't rend that garment because you're going to have to come and you're going to seek my presence again. And you're going to seek it again. And you're going to seek it again. And oh, by the way, Aaron, the reason... You can't rend your garment. It's because you're going to sacrifice. You're going to sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat. But I want everyone in this world to understand that greater is he. When men were overwhelmed by their circumstance, they rent the mantle. They, they rent their clothes. But, but Aaron, I, I want people to understand. There are, there, there are some of you that are going to have to learn. You don't rent your clothes. 
Because you are going to wear it proudly and say, God is greater than my circumstance. God is greater than my trial. God is greater than the devastation. I may not, I may be overwhelmed by emotion, but I will not be overwhelmed by the problem. I may rend my heart, I may pour my heart out unto the Lord, but I will not rend my praise. I'll in everything give thanks. In everything give thanks. I will not rend the garment of praise for the... He said, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I will not. And this is what I was saying a few minutes ago. Brother Bryson, I didn't even know. I had no idea. He went to Acts chapter 16 when they put up Paul and Silas on trial for preaching Jesus Christ. And what did they do? They rent their clothes off of them. You know what Paul and Silas said? You can try to rend the clothes off my back, the physical clothes, but you can't rend the garment of praying. You can strip us down in the physical, but you'll never strip me of my praise. You can't strip me of the garment of righteousness because he gave it. Honey, you can't take it off even if you want to. Because I know greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. God is greater than my problem. God is greater than my circumstance. You don't understand. He inhabits, oh, you're not getting it. He inhabits the praises. Aaron, don't, take, don't rip that one. Don't mess that one. That gets you in the almighty presence of God. And God inhabits the praises. We have access. Do you know when Jesus became the high priest? It was when the veil, that is to say his flesh, was rent. He allowed his own flesh to be rent so that you don't have to rid your garment of praise. You can't deny me access. I still got praise. I don't know what you're going through. I'm going to tell you, you just need to put on the garment of praise for the spirit. For the spirit. I felt something break. I don't know you can feel it. I just felt something break a moment ago. I got more notes, but I feel like, hey, you just need to put on the garment of praise. To say, I'm not going 
to be overwhelmed by my problem. I'm not going to be overwhelmed by my circumstance. Paul, Silas, they ripped you of your clothes. Yep, but not my praise. Because my praise in the midst of the storm shows everybody greater is he. He said, did not Jesus say, in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, praise, for I have overcome. The title I gave Sister Denny, Rend Not Your Garment, but on the notes the same. You know what I titled it on my iPad? Overcomers. We are overcomers. When we refuse to rend our garment and say, you know what? Life is not fair. Life is not always good. Everything doesn't always smell like roses. Things are not perfect. Because the people I'm around ain't perfect, and neither am I. <laughs> but he never promised that the cross would not get heavy. He didn't promise that the hill wouldn't be hard to climb. But he did say, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And as long as you refuse... To let the world rid your garment of righteousness. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. As long as you say, world, you can't have my praise. Right. Because it is the very thing that gives me access into the presence. So I guess I came to preach this tonight to anyone that has ever gone through a problem and to anyone that is going through a problem and you may feel absolutely overwhelmed. You may feel that way. There's times we all probably feel a little overwhelmed. Like Ezra, like God, I'm in way over my head on this one. Brother Mark used to say, I feel like I'm up to my neck in alligators. Man, I feel like I'm up to here. It's above the neck and far above the head sometimes. I'm in a, I'm in a cesspool of alligators. And I'm looking up just to see bottom. But at my lowest point, when life seems to rip everything else away, There's one thing you can't have. One thing you can't separate from me. You can't have my garment of praise. You can't have the righteousness of the Lord I serve. So I wonder, anybody going through, or you've been through, or maybe you're getting ready to go through, 
instead of rending your garment and having a woe is me pity party. Why don't you say, even in the bad times, I'm still yes. like Job. Though he slay me, yet will I trust. Job, I was, Job, I was overwhelmed by, by my emotion. It hurt when I lost my kids and my stuff, especially my kids. That, that's why it grieved him the most was losing his kids. But even as he was overwhelmed by emotion, he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Right. What are you doing, Job? I rent my natural clothes. I'm sitting here in sackcloth and ashes. I may be in mourning for my kids and everything I've lost. But even in the midst of at my lowest point, I'm still clothed in his righteousness. And I still can put on the garment of praise. Because if you read that last verse, that last part, Job 1 verse 20. After he rent his clothes. After he shaved his head, he's sitting there. He's at his lowest point. He says, and then he worshiped. You can separate us from a lot of stuff, but you can't separate me from my worship. Yes. I may be going through a lot of painful stuff, but you still can't separate me from worshiping my God. Because I love him. And he's greater. He's stronger. He's still the almighty. I wonder if anybody wants to just check. Make sure maybe it's been a while since you creased. And maybe since you ironed your garment of praise a little bit. Maybe you forgot where you left it. I'm going to tell you why. You can find it right where you left it. You just need to put it back on. Say, you know what? Ain't nobody going to take my garment of praise. I'm rending not my garment. So is they, they going to play, sing, whatever? If they can? If they're not running and jumping and shouting with the rest of all, y'all? I wonder if anybody just pick, on, pick up your garment of praise. For that spirit of heaviness. I wonder if there's anybody that says, I'm going to worship God even in this lowest, this dark hour that I'm walking through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear. I will fear no evil. I may be walking through the valley, but I still got my garment of praise. Yes. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. There's one already started. I, I can feel if something's breaking. There's somebody putting their garment of praise on. Somebody getting their praise on. Can I tell you? Go ahead and get your praise on tonight. Rid up the garment of praise. Come on, let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. Hallelujah. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy of all the praise. Jesus, you're worthy of all the glory. Glory. Praise God. My, 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 
Whatever you face this week, just keep on the garment of praise. Know that God clothed you in his righteousness for his name's sake. Amen. Had this thought just a minute ago. We were, we were singing just now. This is fresh. The Bible talks about the man is referring to heaven and the, the king of the Lord. How is it that this man is here without the wedding garment. And they cast him out into the lake of fire, weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. You know the reference I'm talking about. I wonder, could it be that that man once had the garment, but he rent it off? What a sad day for a backslider to find himself one who once wore the garment of righteousness, who once knew what the garment of praise felt like to put on, only to allow it or even themselves to rend it off. Because somebody hurt their feelings or something pastor didn't preach the right message at the right time I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer right now we don't have a Debbie Downer sorry figure speech hey I don't want to be Downer right now we just praise and worship. What, I, what I'm trying to say is this. I refuse to allow the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness to be rent and separated from myself. Matter of fact, I'm not sure anyone else can really rend it off or from us without our permission. Let's refuse. Hey, the Bible says when the devil comes, says, just tell the devil, because he, he's war, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. No, you may not. No permission here. He's looking for somebody to grant him permission. Permission is not granted to you. Not in my house. My house is going to be a house of prayer, of praise and worship and holiness. Well, hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to keep the wedding garment on. Because I want to make it. Praise God. I don't want to be overwhelmed. I refuse to be overwhelmed by my circumstance. Well, praise God. I won't re-preach it, but y'all get the idea. Isn't God good? I want, to, want you to, they want to play and sing whatever, but I just want you to tell somebody, get your praise on and keep it on. God bless you in Jesus' name.